0: priests, he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. He sacrificed for their sins once and for all when he offered himself as the ultimate sacrifice for all of our sins. You've been listening to Learn the Bible in a Year presented by Bibles for the World. Now you can learn and understand the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Sign up today to receive 1 month free of Learn the Bible in a Year. Short, practical lessons designed to help you understand God's word. You'll get the first month of lessons free when you visit biblesfortheworld.org/book. That's biblesfortheworld.org/book.
1: W-T-R-J, Orange Park, Jacksonville. W-A-Y-L, St. Augustine. W-A-T-Y, Folkestone, Georgia. Online at ilovethetruth.com.
2: I'm Ms. Kramer with Mission Network News. Iran is getting ready to choose a new supreme leader. Is the 35th year in power for the current Ayatollah, Ali Khamenei, and the replacement process begins with the March 1st elections. Joel with Global Catalytic Ministry says, Iran is already one of the 10 most dangerous places in the world to follow Christ. GCM equips believers from a Muslim background to make disciples in spiritually dark places like Iran. Pray gospel workers will trust in Christ daily. In other news, your job as an adult is to protect the kids in your life, but you can't protect them from everything. Sometimes kids are gonna to have to face challenging views or ideas, and they'll only have what you've taught them to guide their response. Greg Yoder with Keys for Kids says, teaching your kids how to study scripture is a great way to equip them for life's difficult moments. Kid-friendly devotionals from Keys for Kids can help your family turn God time into a regular practice. Find your place in the story at missionnews.org. Mission Network News, a service of One Way Ministries, I'm Ruth Kramer.
3: Six,
4: five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running, commit off. Hey,
3: welcome to SWAT Radio. Yes, Brad is here. We're sitting here talking in the studio like we do often, and we see the red light go on, and it's like, oh my gosh, it's that time
1: bradley <laughs> Doug, i don't even have my headset <laughs> on yet uh, yeah, yeah. hey jeremy uh you know you do a lot for us would you just kind of bang on the glass there and tell us uh, our well, time we, is we up? were
3: just talking and all of a sudden uh the red light that red light in the studio one day we're gonna do a video jeremy's working on it we haven't done it yet but we're gonna do a video feed we're gonna have we don't i don't know if it's gonna be a facebook live or a youtube live or whatever but we're going to do a video broadcast, and you'll get to see how what? frantic we are in the studio.
1: <laughs> this is what I was telling Chris last week, I, I met with Chris. and uh, He was there at SWAT today. Yeah, he was. And uh, there was part of me that wanted to say, you may not want to video how Doug and I do this.
3: Yeah, we, uh, we, 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 we might have to do some editing maybe. Huh? You, you
1: know that old term, uh, flying by the seat of our pants, uh, that is, uh, brings true meaning to what we do. Oftentimes here, but uh, well, listen, um, man. I thoroughly enjoyed the teaching uh, today at lunch, Doug. I, I so often feel like those guys who weren't there, and by the way, I wasn't there last week or the week before. Now, I obviously have the blessing of getting on radio with you, and and in some ways, you get to teach me again what you've already taught. But, but you know, many Brad, others. But, but Brad,
3: going through it like we do, isn't it? interesting to see how it weaves together like there's 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 not it's just not random how how many years did you and i randomly read through the bible trying to make sense of it piecemealing it apart from actually tying it all seeing it tied together like oh my
1: word i mean i mean it really does it, it should i think one of you know One of the things that I tell men who want to know about SWAT is, obviously, you know, we have these five core values, Mm -hmm. and I'll touch on those in a second, but I think one of the great benefits, and then maybe this kind of flows under the community element, one of the core, the five core values of SWAT is community, and it's this idea that we're not just checking a box of a Bible study. You know, I think it is... Very important that we are in the Word of God, but that we are practically discussing application of the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes we don't understand how to apply it unless we understand it in context. Mm-hmm. And I think even the text that you taught today, which you and I will uh, will uh, kind of <clears throat> work through next week, mm-hmm. it really, when you understand the context of what's taking place— It's so important. So, yeah, you're right. To answer your question, no question. I mean, I have studied the Bible for years, and yet I'm thankful that it seems like every year uh, I have a better understanding of who God is, who I am.
3: Well, and even (laughs) his word to us, a better understanding of like like today it it was, and we'll talk about this next week, but the, the whole idea of Sabbath, if you talk to people today about Sabbath, most people don't really even understand what the purpose of it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just didn't work on Sunday, right? Yeah, that was right. just
1: it. That's right. That's right. You were you actually talked about the fact. Do you remember? You know, when we were growing up, how you know nothing was open you know, on Sundays. It, it wasn't. I mean, very few things were really open on Sundays. I mean, there were, you couldn't. Nothing was open because uh, uh, I think it was called blue laws, wasn't it? That's right. But I was thinking about that that verse in Mark 27. The, the, the Sabbath was made for man, not the other way around, not man for the Sabbath.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, anyway, and so the Lord is Lord of the Sabbath. And mm-hmm. uh, this idea that, um, man, we he is our Sabbath, right? Mm-hmm. It was one of the things I wanted to bring out is that he is our Sabbath. He is our rest. And uh, you, you even shared the verse that really came to mind, all, all those who are weary and heavy laden. He says, come to me, cast your cares upon me. Because, listen, I, I don't know about you, but I don't carry the weight of the world very well. Mm. Um, and he tells me to cast that onto him. Because mm. why? Because he cares for me. That's a great promise.
3: Yeah, it, it is. And, and his... And, and it's freeing to understand what the true purpose is. But but just interesting interesting uh, fact. Do you know why they're called blue laws? Think about that. No, I don't. Not right off the, okay. right off the so, cuff, I don't. Um, Samuel Peters, General History of Connecticut, written back in the 1700s, 1700, 1781, okay. right? Which is just... Five years after 1776, um, listed the stiff, they call it the stiff Sabbath regulations at New Haven, Connecticut. And it it was printed on blue paper. And, uh, but they also, blue means, uh, back in the 18th century, it means rigid it it it, like morally rigid blue yeah like in in a disparaging sense like (laughs) um like in puritan communities you know really bible-oriented communities it just forbid people to work on sunday buying selling traveling anything and um you know they uh they they were relevant when I was growing mm. up as a kid, and were they, were you in Texas? <clears throat> oh,
1: absolutely. Was- and, and you, you know, for us who uh, are living in the current <laughs> climate of this culture, mm. uh, you, you know, think about that today. Can you imagine um, our government telling us we can't open our businesses on Sunday? Now, you and I both know now, fast forward all these years mm-hmm. since blue laws were in effect to today. Probably do us some good to have some blue laws, wouldn't oh, it?
3: Yeah, it would because now well what we've done is we've 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 defeated the purpose of what the Sabbath was supposed to be for. Now I know don't write in, don't call in, say we're not under the Sabbath anymore. I, I taught that today. That's right. Yeah. But the idea of us taking a day of rest preceded God's moral. Written commands to Moses. It goes back to Genesis 2, where he rested. Yeah. And he rested. It said he ceased work one day going forward. Did God need to rest? No. Why did he do that? He did that going forward as an example for us because we are so driven
1: that we would work seven days a week. Sorry to bring this back up. It gets back to uh, ever since you shared this, is this idea? Levi means attached. <laughs> yeah. We are so attached to the things of this world. Well, let me rephrase that, Doug. Mm-hmm. I am attached to the things of this world. Yeah, and I am. I was meeting with a guy this morning. First time I've gotten to meet with this guy. He is part of this. Um, um, organization that is put on by the green family which owns hobby lobby oh yeah the 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 you've seen these things he gets us Mm -hmm. he's part of that big thing going on but anyway we were talking about that you know how attached we are to the things of this world and uh you know whether it's money or it's uh getting ahead Uh (laughs) you know how, how many how many people around Christmas time start to take a second job mm. so they can have enough to buy presents or whatever that is? And, uh, man, I we need rest. Yes, we do. I mean, we not only re- need rest physically, we need rest emotionally. And uh, we need rest. I mean, the whole point of the Sabbath was to honor that. Yes. And uh, what are we doing that? I you know? I. I, I
3: believe it's just been swept aside oh my word the 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 moral revolution <laughs> of our culture has swept that aside yeah. not not that you keep it just for the sake of keeping it but it's it's like I shared and I'll share next week that there there's something therapeutic for us and there's a spiritual there's a spiritual uh principle there that makes us depend on God.
1: Exactly. You know, like, like, you,
3: like you look at, like at even Chick Fil A. We talked about mm-hmm. that today.
1: Or Hobby Lobby.
3: Yeah, yeah. They've been open for six days a week, um, for as long as they've been around, mm-hmm. and they outperform other restaurants of the same type that are open seven days a week.
1: Well, as you know, when I used to be a partner in the Waterburger business and <clears throat> this is not a knock on whataburger just the the realities i remember when chick-fil-a opened in fact right here close to where we are right now yeah uh i remember employees asking me gosh can you imagine how much money they're missing out on by not being open on and sunday that's the thought. Right. and i immediately said can you imagine how unsuccessful they might be if they were open on sunday how do you know God isn't blessing that business because they have chosen? Well, it's
3: like the story I shared today. Right. He, that CEO, Bill, that Yeager, company, yeah. <clears throat> he, he said, Maloon. this company is operating under the philosophy that God has called us. He didn't yes. even say it was mandatory yes. for everybody else. And I believe Truett Cathy has felt that
1: way too. Yeah. yeah. He, he, no, he's agree. not
3: saying you got to do it. He's yeah. saying, but for us. This is what we're going to yeah, do.
1: No doubt. You read anything about True Cathy, he's obviously since gone to be with the Lord, but yeah. when you look back any of his writings, he he mm-hmm. he deals specifically with that that he believed that uh, God would bless their business if they honored the Sabbath. And again, not to be legalistic, but the reality is God, I mean, the script that scripture says Sabbath was made for man, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. God Gave us the Sabbath because he knew we needed the rest. Mm-hmm. And isn't that, isn't, you know, you think about God's principles, God's word, he gives that because it's good for us. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about even what you and I were going to discuss a little bit culturally today was uh, Dr. Moeller's uh, briefing this morning about what's happening uh, within the Vatican, you know, what's happening. Well, what, these you know, well, as Christian
3: clergy over in Uganda, these are there are Christian um, Catholic, they're African Catholic leaders who were basically told they were commanded. This is is that they were to bless same sex people within the same sex marriage. With the idea that, well, you know what, it's a same-sex blessing, but we're not blessing the marriage, which is kind of, what kind of verbal jujitsu is that, <laughs> trying to trying to put it around? But, but the bottom line is, they said, we're not going to do it. They told the Pope, sorry, we're not going to bend to right. this pressure.
1: Well, I was going to say, I mean, Mueller describes it and i quote a a microcosm between african catholics and the pope of the roman catholic church over his and and i use this word because he uses it his command Mm -hmm. this is this is not a suggestion this is a command concerning same-sex blessings and command is actually the right word because that is what uh he has said Mm -hmm. francis has made this a matter of papal authority and is to be true in all places, everywhere, recognized by every bishop. I wonder, you know, Doug, I know I, I do know we have some conservative Catholics that tune in yeah. and listen to us. It'd be great to get some perspective on that. Well,
3: here's the thing about it that one guy over in Africa they interviewed, they showed a picture, he was looking at a picture of a lesbian couple um, embracing and then a homosexual couple celebrating a marriage. And he said, and I quote, that this, this basically makes me think that the world's coming to an end. I wouldn't argue that. you celebrate this.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't argue that. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. Glad you tuned in. SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
5: If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928.
6: Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio.
5: The Florida, Georgia Truth Network on the air in St. Augustine at
6: 91.9. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now, I'm losing. But on this stage, night after night, reminding the broken, it'll be all
1: right. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT, by the way, since I missed the intro. And you missed not, it because did, my... you, were, you, were, you were scrambling to get your headset <laughs> on. Exactly. Man. I wasn't that. We were just chatting it up, and all of a sudden, the light's on. But, uh, you know, if you're new uh, maybe to listening to SWAT Radio, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And we're glad to have you join us today. Our desire here on SWAT Radio is to equip and encourage you, the listener, to live out your faith fearlessly in a world that often challenges it. In fact, that's a lot of what we do in the first segment. But our mission is rooted in the biblical understanding that the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Paul goes on, he exhorts the believers to demolish arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. How? Well, by taking every thought captive to obey Christ. Mm -hmm. At SWAT Radio, we have five core values. We believe that God's word is our authority and our greatest weapon. We believe that prayer is not just an act of obedience, but a recognition that the battle is the Lord's. Uh, We also believe that discipleship is an act of iron sharpening iron and is essential in fighting the good fight. We believe that evangelism evangelism is not just a command, but a commissioning for all who are called. And finally, we believe that community is the place where we're given the opportunities to carry one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So good to, good to be able to get that out there. Even, Though it's fifteen minutes late,
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's okay.
1: You did get it in there, man. Well, listen, good to good to be in study today, and uh, glad you have tuned in. We are in Mark chapter two, and uh, man, I hope you'll stay tuned in as uh, we begin to exposit this text. Uh, you know,
3: as we go back to uh, Mark two twelve through twenty two, we we're looking at the calling of levi matthew and really today we're focusing in on the um the celebration kind of what takes place afterwards in their attitude uh and the pharisees really getting upset because these guys aren't mourning and fasting like they are but just as a quick recap remember that um in mark 2 uh, at the end of Mark 1, we see the healing of the leper, right? And, and remember, the leper, the healing of the paralytic, the calling of Matthew, and the argument with the religious leaders over fasting all take place chronologically in the exact same order um, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And they do that. Tommy calls that a landmark, that the, the spirit is trying to make, make a point when you see that, like that you see all in all three, they're together. That means they're somehow tied together.
1: Mm. It's like a road sign.
3: Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, remember Jesus had told the paralytic rise, pick your bed up, go home. And, um, and we saw that and, and he said to him first, Oh, your sins are forgiven. And that just really irked the Pharisees. The Pharisees are like, Who is this guy? Why does he think he can um, why does he think he can forgive sin? Hmm. Only God can forgive sin. And he made the statement, well, which is easier to say take your mat and walk or your sins are forgiven. Well, of course it's easier to say your sins are forgiven because nobody can verify that. You won't know till you die and nobody comes back long enough to really t- t- you know. Although it would have been interesting to talk to Lazarus, that's a I I I would have loved to have talked to somebody who literally was dead for three days. Right. I'm not talking about somebody who just has a a, a 30, you know, minute or if or fifteen minute, whatever. Right. I'm talking about somebody who was their body had no life in it for three
1: days. It started to stink a little bit in there.
3: That's what his sister <laughs> said. And and then to ask him Okay, so what went on on the mm. other side? What happened? Yeah, you know, tell us. And I would love to have known that, but um, anyway, so so he tells this guy, get up and get up and walk. And so the guy gets up, which says, so that you know I got the authority. And so we we covered really what happened after that. He's walking by, and uh, out by the sea, people are following him but not Levi Levi's not following him. And this is a very unexpected invitation. He went out. uh, The crowd was coming to him. He was teaching. That's what he did. And we saw Levi was where sitting at the tax booth. That's important. Mm -hmm. He was a little mocus. We talked about two types of tax collectors yesterday, the goodbye, which was the general use tax guy. And then the mocus which was special use. And then there were two mocuses. There was a great Mocus who kind of uh, was a behind the scenes tax collector who had a little mochus that actually worked for him, who did all the dirty work. And Levi was that guy. And we talked about Levi's name, meaning attached like Brad referenced earlier and his new name or his, the name. The other name was Matthew, the gift of God. And so we went into how Matthew was called by god not because of anything he did god just called him and he followed and i did have a conversation yesterday afterwards with somebody who reminded me there are many great men who serve the lord who struggled they don't they they just don't believe um in the sovereignty of God, in the act of salvation itself, like that, mm-hmm. they yeah. they they believe that God makes the call, man responds, and then God's involved, or right. some variation of that. And I've known people like that. I've oh. been mentored by people like that that I love <clears throat> Same. absolutely, and they're they're dear people. And so I do want to say, you know, because Brad and I get talking, and we're very passionate about what we see in Scripture, what we believe but I'm not going to fight with somebody over that issue. I'll, I'll argue with them. I'll have a debate yeah. with them. We'll go scripture, scripture on and it. That's okay. And, but at the end of the day, um, the guy I spoke to reminded me yesterday about Whitfield and Wesley. Oh, absolutely. And they went up yeah. to Whitfield after, and Whitfield, by the way, was more reform.
1: Wesley was more Arminian in the yeah. way he believed. Well, C.S. Lewis, uh, I mean, we well, you go down the well, list. You could of, just Billy Graham, all of them. Words, so, yes.
3: But anyway, they went up to Whitfield after uh, Wesley died and asked him when he died if he was going to be um, close to uh, Mr. Wesley in heaven since they weren't close on earth as far as theology <laughs> and all that stuff. And uh, anyway, uh, he said, no, he's going to be a lot closer to Jesus than I will. That's. Cool. I mean, and, and, and th- these guys— <clears throat> Yeah. We're constantly mm. arguing about that area. Yeah. so And I you...
1: don't, I, I think you would agree with me, Doug. I don't think it's a source of contention. It doesn't need to be. I've heard it made that way. I don't think it needs to be. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, I, I think the, the, I always think of where Paul would go into the synagogues and it says that he would reason with them from the scriptures. We live in a day or we don't even know what that means anymore. We don't even know what it means to reason, yeah. you know, with one another. And uh, it's it's okay. You know yeah. what I mean. This isn't a. This doesn't need to be a divisive issue.
3: No, it doesn't. And and re- you got to remember what why did the tax collectors and sinners uh, come to Matthew's house? It wasn't to eat at a feast. It was to meet this new friend of Matthew's, mm-hmm. and you know. Uh, the Pharisees didn't like it because we said people have a problem with forgiveness. They don't care if you're a Buddhist and you practice meditation to uh, work through your sins. You know, They don't mind if you're a Hindu and you, you think that if I can just allow karma to help me make better life choices, they don't have a problem with that. They don't even have a problem with Islam a lot of times. They're doing the five pillars. But what people do struggle with is a forgiveness based on Jesus because we can't redeem ourselves. And and there's a great psalm. In fact, would you read it? Psalm thirty-two, one through five. It's it's um we just we reject, we have to reject our morally condemned inability to climb out of the pit we're in. Oh, we we can't do it. David recognizes that.
1: Listen to what David says in Psalm 32. Yeah. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity. And in whose spirit there is no deceit. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long for day and night. Your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. Selah. Mm. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Selah.
3: Isn't that good? So rich. And so Jesus came for the sick, and he forgave Matthew. And, and so for us, there, there's three reasons for us to engage with sinners. One, they're sick. They need help. How many unbelievers do you hang around with on a regular basis? Think about that for a second. We are basically like Jesus' physician's assistant, his nurse practitioners. We are his EMTs. Jesus is the doctor. We're not. We're just mm. the helper, right? Amen. But our purpose is to help the sick. we got to ask our question. Why did God save me? Why has he left me here on earth? Is it, it's not just to be self-indulgent and growing fat on spiritual truth.
1: It's to get that truth and go help the sick that are out there. Amen. Amen. Glad you tuned in. We're going to take a quick break here at the bottom of the hour. If you want to call this afternoon, 844-777-7928. We'll gladly take your call and have some discussion. Uh, Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break.
4: S R N News. I'm John Scott. The CEOs of Meta, TikTok, X, and other social media companies are testifying before the Senate Judiciary Committee about child safety on their platforms. Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg says he realizes victim families have suffered from irresponsible child safety platforms.
0: I want to recognize the, the families who are here today, um, who have lost a loved one or lived through some some terrible things that no family should have to endure. These issues are important for every parent and every platform. I'm committed to continuing to work in these areas, and I hope we can make progress today.
4: Lawmakers are growing increasingly concerned about the effects of social media on young people's lives. Also at SRNNews.com, leftist Senator Bernie Sanders is calling on the U.S. to restore funding to a United Nations aid group with ties to the October 7th attack on Israel correspondent Bob Agnew reports.
5: Senator Sanders is calling on the U.S. and its allies to restore funding for the United Nations Relief and Works Agency for Palestine Refugees. He warns failure to do so could lead to a major humanitarian crisis. The White House froze funding after Israel alleged a dozen members of the aid group took part in the October 7th terrorist attack. Apparently finding the accusations credible, the U.N. has since fired nine of the workers accused of aiding Hamas. Bye-bye, new Capitol Hill.
4: FBI Director Chris Ray tells the House Select Committee on China that Chinese government hackers are busily targeting critical infrastructure inside the U.S., including water treatment plants, the electric grid, and transportation systems. And former President Trump meeting with members of the Teamsters Union in Washington this afternoon. On Wall Street, the Dow is down 15 points, the Nasdaq losing 194.
0: This is SRN News. You know, it's true. Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our healthcare. This is why so many people are joining Metashare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly healthcare costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season, With healthcare costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up, MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. MediShare works, too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. There's major delays because of a crash in Baker County on I-10
3: westbound at the ramp from US-90, blocking the left lane. Also, there's a broken down vehicle on State Road 9B northbound between I-95 and Phillips Highway. And there's some roadway debris in St. John's County on I-95 southbound at State Road 207. Clear and cold tonight, low 39, Thursday sunny, high 63. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ.
6: There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news.
1: Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Doug and Brad here holding down the fort. Glad you tuned in this afternoon. If you want to call 844-777-7928, 844-777-SWAT. If you have any questions or comments, call us or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. A-S-K at SWATradio.com. Mark Chapter 2, glad to be working through this together yeah
3: and and we're in the last part 18 through 22 in fact i'm going to have you read that yeah. again because yep. what what is going on matthew just comes in he has this party and everybody's kind of celebratory that the disciples are excited and and the pharisees the religious leaders are going wait a minute why aren't you guys fasting <laughs> and so read that and we'll come back and we'll look at this unanticipated celebration
1: yes uh mark chapter 2 beginning in verse 18 now john's disciples and the pharisees were fasting and people came and said to him why do john's disciples and the disciples of the pharisees fast but your disciples do not fast and jesus said to them can the wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast in that day. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. If he does, the patch tears away from it, the new from the old, and a worse tear is made. Mm -hmm. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does... The wine will burst the skins, and the wine is destroyed, and so are the skins. But new wine is for fresh wineskins. These are the words of God,
3: and he wrote them uh, for us through men, just like me and Brad. <laughs> uh, but they were men that God moved, Peter says, by the Spirit to write these words. And so it has value. It's significant that, that these pharisees these religious leaders are asking jesus why aren't you guys fasting and you know i talked about that today um that a lot of times the pharisees once they realized that they were not going to be able to trap jesus get jesus they focused on his guys right why aren't you guys fasting well what was the purpose of the fast You know, today, Brad, people fast. uh, You hear people, we're going to fast and pray over something. Uh, I'm going to fast about this. You know, something happened at work, and I'm just going to fast and pray tomorrow about it. John MacArthur, I think, correctly asserts that um, you don't see Um, fasting uh, in the jewish culture not attached to prayer it wasn't something you did as a gimmick right it was something that was always associated with prayer normally associated with mourning repentance you see it a lot that way he calls prayer uh, fasting the sidecar on the motorcycle of prayer So it's an intensifying of your prayer Mm -hmm. to the point where you're not eating or focused on anything else. Something like you see when David uh, was confronted about his sin, he was told his son was going to die and he prayed, but did not want to eat. He just wanted to focus on praying, focus on asking God not to take his son. And then after his son died, he goes and eats and they go, wait a minute, why is he eating now? And he goes, well, I, I was praying hoping God might change his mind. But now he's spoken, and I'm going to eat. And so the, the fasting they're talking about is kind of a morning. John the Baptist preached repentance. John the Baptist uh, preached for the people of Israel to repent because Messiah was coming. And so associated with that repentance would have been fasting. The Pharisees would have been fasting. By the way, they fasted twice a week. And they did it to be seen by people. We know that from Matthew chapter six, where Jesus said, Mm -hmm. when you fast, don't go out and look gloomy and look terrible. But they wanted people to know, Oh, he must be fasting today. (laughs) Um, And so they did it for the external. But when they asked Jesus, why don't your guys fast? He said, listen, we're having a wedding party. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm I'm the g- groom, right? A wedding was a huge celebration in the Jewish culture. It went on for a week. It was a week-long celebration. Mm-hmm. In fact, you weren't allowed to mourn. There was like a law. I think it was in the Talmud there there there, yep. there that that you were not allowed to mourn at a wedding. So the wedding thing was huge and so Jesus used that and said, "Hey, that while the bridegroom is here they can't fast and and so when you think about the bridegroom it's Jesus obviously the groomsmen are the disciples and the bride is Israel it's it's the Jews that are coming to be reunited with God like Matthew mm-hmm. so they were having a celebration and but in verse 20 he says but the days will come when the bridegroom's taken away this is a reference to to his crucifixion. And so um, he is referencing that and kind of, this is the third time I think that he references his crucifixion. And this is for a reason so that people won't think that Jesus death was somehow um, a, a victory for Satan or that it was defeating God's plan. It was the fulfillment of God's plan. And so then Jesus Gives two illustrations. He gives a, a new cloth on old garment illustration and new wine and old wineskins. In both cases, when you mix the new with the old, what happens? They tear. Right? right? I mean, and so he's saying you can't have the old, John's disciples, the Pharisees, mourning over sin and the new, the celebrating the forgiveness because the bridegroom, the Messiah is here. Mm-hmm. You can't celebrate the forgiveness of God if you're still mourning over your past sins. Mm. And so he's wanting, saying this is a new time. This is a time for celebration. The Messiah has come. The bridegroom is here. And there were there were a couple of examples, at least a couple in the Old Testament, where God was viewed as the the uh you know the like a marriage you know and Israel played the harlot she went off and committed adultery with some other gods and that terminology was used but you, what he's really saying is that you you can't be mourning over the past if you're really celebrating him being here and he's here and so the thing out of that is our past sins when we, come to Christ are paid for, right? Right. Our present sins, our present sins as a believer are paid for. Our future sins are paid for. If you are a believer, if you're a part of the family of God, the kingdom of God, you've been regenerated on the inside, every sin in your past, present, and future is gone as far as <clears throat> is, it, it's it's been attributed to him. Mm-hmm. His death covered it, and so I remember Stephen used You say don't dig up past sins because dead stuff stinks and they're mm-hmm. dead. And so, and and another thing he's saying here is you can't add Jesus to any other system. You can't. And I've talked to people before who say they're like a Christian Buddhist, right? (laughs) I like, you know, I get something out of Buddhism and I get something out of Christianity. No, it's Jesus and Jesus alone. You can't merge Jesus with something else. Mm -hmm. That's what happens over in India. A lot of, you saw it over there. Yes, absolutely. They're happy to talk to you about Jesus. Mm -hmm. He's just one of 300 million gods, right? So, So when you think about this, New wine, new clothes by the way when you go to a wedding you usually wear new dress when you you go to a wedding you get new wine I mean that's usually right. uh I mean you get it, so that that's a celebration so that there that's really the problem. They're saying you guys are partying and you should be repenting and mourning and she's like they're with me. They're they're mm-hmm. celebrating. There there's no mourning. Right. They're they're celebrating. I'm here. Right. right. Do you think sometimes we get bogged down, even as believers, about the sins of our past? Oh, absolutely. You know, <clears throat> there, there's a there's a form of pride and self pity. It really is. Self pity mm-hmm. is just a form of pride. Yep. And and you go, well, you don't understand. The enemy points it out, or other people point. It doesn't matter. You are forgiven if you're his. If you're his, none of that stuff is on you for eternity. It's gone, and he Mm -hmm. doesn't want you dwelling on it. Right. Right. I mean, he he wants you to celebrate. If you're so busy mourning over what you did, you haven't really— uh,
1: applica- applied. Right. You don't understand the power of the gospel.
3: Yeah, you, you haven't applied the power of the gospel to your life to right. say, man, I walk in freedom.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I think when we give our testimonies, we may speak of past sins, but we do it in a celebratory fashion. So yeah. Hey, we're going to take one more break. Glad you tuned in. Call us this afternoon, 844 777 Email us at, ask at squat radio.com. Love to hear from you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
5: This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's word, and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation.
2: The
5: Florida-Georgia Truth Network. Palatka listens at 91.9.
6: If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles. If you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies. If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside. There's a better life. There's a better life you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost,
1: he's a- Hey, folks. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Wednesday afternoon. Jan- Today is January 31st, our last day of January. It is. And tomorrow is my anniversary. So mm. I'm not going to be on the air with you tomorrow, but I want to publicly- Wish my wife a happy anniversary. Well, you I go right ahead. How many like years? crazy, thirty-eight years. You young pup, you, isn't yeah. that right? What do yeah. you guys? Forty? What, yet? You, what, yeah. No, we you, hit,
3: we hit forty last. Well, this past December. Amazing. amazing. So we got a couple of years on you, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, isn't it great oh, uh, to to? It, there, there's just something about that that ministry partnership uh they...
1: doug i i i told you we were talking on the break i met with a young guy today i'd never met before and we got to talking about some things and i just reminded him as we finished our breakfast together that your primary ministry is not this ministry you've just shared with me while it was it's a great ministry mm-hmm. is your primary ministry as a married man is to your wife mm-hmm. than to your children i, I I don't say this in a prideful way, by God's grace, my kids are all walking with the Lord and their spouses are too. Maybe not at the level, I, you know, as their dad, I want them sanctified, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm sure you know, God in his time will do that. But that I believe that we as married men should put our marriages on display in such a way that our kids want what we have. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was just encouraging this brother to uh, focus on that, you know, well, that not not that we put everything else aside, but that our primary ministry is at home.
3: Yes. Well, it's our our first order to make sure. And, you know, that's one thing I'm so uh, thankful for is that my, my wife uh, spends so much time in the word mm. that it convicts me. Uh, uh, and she is a great helpmate that way that, um, she's, she, I told you, she's a, she's a hole digger, man. She goes <laughs> deep, uh, you uh, know, with love all that stuff. It. I love it. I love so, it. Well, Hey, we got, I think we got a caller. Uh, um, so Kurt, welcome to SWAT radio. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you?
7: Good. My name is Kurt. What's going on?
3: Man,
1: we're glad
7: to much. have you. Kurt. Where are you
3: calling from?
7: calling from Pondavidge. All on, right. Man. Great.
1: Backyard here. Yeah.
7: My, yeah, I think my I think uh, my wife was actually talking to Brad today
1: earlier today, Barb. Mm. Okay. Kirk, good to meet you. I, I well, we've met before, haven't we? Yeah, we've met at a couple of the chamber events, I think. Yeah, your your wife is such a great help. She is awesome. She is. Yeah, we, we you she and is. I need to catch up, man. <laughs> yeah, we do. We definitely do. A bunch of stuff going on for sure. What's
3: going on, man? Tell us what's on your mind.
7: Well, I was thinking about what you all are saying. And and I think, you know, for me, the challenge seems to be the difference between reading the word and listening to people talking about the word and walking it. You know, like that, that, that they say that distance from your head to your heart. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And for me, that's just been the, that's just been the struggle, I guess, or the the challenge, or however you want to look at it, or the partly, I guess, maybe it's a sanctification of just you know becoming a Christian, um, of of that
1: walk. Hmm. Kurt, I can't think of a better a better intro, really. I think that this is the great challenge for any of us who have surrendered our life to the lordship of Christ. James tells us, don't no, don't merely be a a hearer of the word don't mere i would add not to add but i would say don't merely be a teacher preacher you know we are to be a doer of the word Mm -hmm. well doug you talked about it last week that it's it's from our head to our heart to our hands you know it's it's the orthodoxy has got to lead to the orthopraxy yeah it's got to be it's got to come out in our daily life
3: Hey, hey, Kurt. Do you do you mind if I ask you a couple of questions? Just curious. Okay. Um, yeah. All right, for, you know, um, you know, the first part. I, I think so. If I'm hearing you right, you're saying uh, the struggle is really applying the word, right? Is that is that what I'm hearing Correct. you say? Correct. All right. So the first part of, or, or not the first part. The really the first thing we have to do uh, to apply the word. Is we have to read the word right. We have to we have to personally read it. We can't like you said, you you can't just get it from hearing other people talk about it. I mean, there's there's some part of that that's helpful, but um, when we read the Bible, so many people read it in different ways. Some people read the Bible like they read a newspaper or like they read a textbook, right? That's our our goal as we read the Bible really is to read, to learn about God, to know him. And as we know him, we start to understand what he desires because he says it clearly in his word. A lot of times it's very clearly laid out. So then as we learn about his interactions with other people and we, we see what he promises us and what he asks us to do at different times, We kind of see what it looks like to walk as a believer, as a kingdom person. And, you know, Paul said, what you learned or received or heard from me or seen in me put in practice. So it's also helpful to have people in your life that are doing that. So people that are reading the word, that are memorizing the word, studying the word, teaching the word, and living it out. Mm -hmm. Because that was what I found very helpful for me. To be around people that are doing it, and I found that it just kind of fanned the flame. Does that make sense?
4: Yeah, it does.
1: It well, does. yeah, and I think, uh, Kurt, we we were um, sorry, we were we were talking about this just today as I walked out of the Bible study with a couple of guys, and how important there it is to have community—a community of men. And I think you've got that. Hopefully you have that. That you've got some men around you where, you know, we're talking about more than the Super Bowl coming up or, mm-hmm. you know, the, the national champion, whatever it is. Not to say we can't talk about those things, but, you know, where Paul says, I'm confident of this, that he who began a good work in us will bring it to completion. And that completion is going to take place. We are We are positionally complete. But as long as we're here on this earth, we are being sanctified by God's word, God's spirit, and I think God's men. We need men in our life who will challenge us. Doug and I, you and I, have known each other for twenty five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have been, uh, and we have other men in our life. It doesn't mean you have to have a, a fifty of them, but it might be good to have two or three who really know your junk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not to yeah. use you know, be light hearted here. But uh, how important it is that I am honest about the things I'm struggling with. Mm -hmm.
7: That's definitely not an issue. I have transparency Mm -hmm. is something that, I mean, I think at at, at some point, you know, like when you say that certain men, when they say, hey, tell me what's going on. When you get past surface level, I've done that, where they get past surface level and you start to really talk about your stuff. And you almost see like their eyes open up and they're looking for an exit. You know what I mean? Exactly. was that
3: aspect of it too yeah well kurt do you um how this is kind of uh accountability you know accountability is just asking questions here that god's going to ask us on the other side right you know that uh, that's really so how are you doing like when you read the bible now is it is it a regular daily thing for you
7: well, I've been doing, like, through, we, we, started a, we started the Bible in a year, like, with our church. You know, they linked up through the, the Bible app, and so we go on that way. But then I also try to go into um, some of the different books. Like, I've been in Ephesians, and, and, and I've gone through Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But again, doing it more regularly. Um, I just did a, a Bible study with a group of men on, on the Book of Romans. It took us over a year, and just so much... From that, we're kind of like we were in a hiatus between, we were in a hiatus between the holidays. So it's kind of like time to get back into something like that again.
3: Okay. So so here's what really helped me. Uh, this is just one thing. It's a, it was a little thing a guy who was a mentor of mine said. He said, Doug, do you have to be reminded to eat breakfast in the morning? I said, no. I said, I eat. He goes, why do you eat? Well, I like some of the food I eat. And he goes, yeah, but you eat because you need energy. You eat because you need the the things that that gives your body, right? I said, yeah. He goes, well, in the same way that you need to eat that food in the morning for your physical body, every day you need spiritual nourishment. And even, he said, even if you're just reading, not because you're reading through the Bible a year with the church, you're reading because you need to feed on the word of God. So you start, take a book, read through it, read a Psalm every day, read a proverb every day. And as you read, you, I read with a pen in hand. I always read with a pen in hand because as I'm reading, if it strikes me, what does this say about God? What does it say about me? Mm-hmm. What does it say about? about, um, you know, is there something in here I got to do that God's commanding me to do that I'm not doing? Is he telling me that I'm I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing? If it is, I'm going to write it down. Even if it's something I struggled with in the past, I, I'm going to make a note because that might've been a pitfall for me. I don't want to go down that road again. So again, it's, it's like reading a love letter from your mm-hmm. dad telling you, son, I, this is the way things were, and this is the way that you're going to get through life. I mean, it's not just an instruction, but it's all about Jesus. But as you read it, you're reading it with him. You're reading it with God. It's a relationship. It's a community thing. It's a communion thing. Does that make sense?
7: No, absolutely. And that's one of the things that I've really gotten in it. I mean, for me, I always... For the most part, I read with my, like, the MacArthur Study Bible.
3: Mm-hmm. And, and well, that's a good thing. Any, that's a good one.
7: Anything I go to where I feel like, what is that? I immediately go to the instructional piece or part of
1: it. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Well, I, I would say this. Uh, in fact, I've got my MacArthur Study book open right now. <laughs> and, and, Kirk, right. I was thinking about this. You're, you're in a great church, by the way. Uh, and in fact, I got to spend some time with your pastor uh, last week. Yeah. Um. So I know you're hearing good, solid, sound teaching. You got a great Bible. You're working through, and you know I think for you have great. You guys have grandkids.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So I, I have a bunch of grandkids. One of the things I love to do, if you were to ask me, hey, tell me about you know one of your grandkids, I would be able to tell you specific details about each child.